0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole, here with a brand new episode to talk about why I'm almost 30 without a college degree. Yeah, let me explain. (laughs) So I think it's important if I start out my academic journey from the very beginning because a lot of the factors that have to do with me not getting a degree Earlier in my 20s has everything to do with what I do for a living, the relationships that distracted me, and how I felt about myself at the time while I was in school. Um, And I think it's important that I talk about all of those factors because a lot of people tend to think that, oh, you know, this person didn't finish school because they're lazy or they aren't smart enough for it, or maybe they had kids. I mean, there's always factors for everyone. I can't speak for everybody, but this is pretty much why it's taken me this long to finally get my bachelor's degree, which as a disclaimer, I am back in school ready to achieve my degree in business management, which that's what I'm going to school for. And yeah, I'm just going to start from the beginning. So I'm going to start with high school. So right when I was a, a senior, I decided that I was going to go to the local community college. Main two reasons was because you weren't required to take the SATs and also because me and my mom are really close and At the time, her and I were all that we really had in Florida because my dad retired and lives in Dominican Republic and my sister and niece live in New York. So I couldn't imagine leaving the state, leaving my mom to go to college anywhere else. Granted, regardless if I would have chosen that path, she would have been very supportive. But at the time, I just wasn't ready to like let go. So I decided to stay in Florida. And I took a gap year, and I took that gap year because I didn't have a car. And the community college, where I at, where I'm at, or where I live, they have multiple campuses. And transport, public transportation in Florida is garbage. Like there's no way around it. You need a vehicle in Florida. And the fact that I was officially going to be going to college and having a job, like I needed a car. So I took that gap year to save. And at the time I was a server at, well, first my job was actually at Olive Garden. Um, I was a hostess and I became a server. And then afterwards I got a job at a Mexican restaurant called Chevy's Fresh Tex-Mex Grill. If you're from like the Orlando area, you'll know there's only like one location. And um, I used to work there. I worked there for like almost a year and I was a server. And you know, I didn't make a lot of money there, to be honest, compared to what I make now. It was like garbage money. But I really like I worked so hard. I worked all the time, barely had any time off. And now having a car, ironically, made it easy to save money. Because having to go to the mall would have meant taking the bus or taking a cab in Florida is really expensive. And at the time Uber didn't exist. So it was either you take the bus or you take a cab or you hike, you know, get a ride from a friend who was most likely going to ask you for gas money because when you're like 19, 18, 20, you're broke as fuck. So anyway, so it made it really easy to save money. So that following summer, I got a car or actually about a, I want to say it took me like three or four months to finally buy a car. I bought a used car. It was like 2500 and uh, It was my everything. And yeah, good condition. We're not going to talk about that though. So um, I got my car and that was it. I started my academic journey at Valencia Community College. That's what it was called back in the day. Because now it's so big, it's called Valencia College. But at the time, it was a community college. I feel like I'm getting too distracted now. And it was good. I took my classes. Everything was fine. Then the following semester, uh, the classes started to get a little bit harder. And at the time I got on birth control and the relationship I was in at the time, he wasn't a bad guy. Like he really wasn't emotionally unstable. Yes. We could talk about that on another episode, but he like drained the life out of me. And between his emotional needs, me being on birth control, me trying to navigate working and going to school at the time. All of my friends like left Florida. I, uh, I had a friend that moved back up to Philly. My best friend Brian, he had went into the Marines. So, and I would honestly admit that senior year of high school, I was over it. Like I had like no friends, which is ironic because I was nominated prom queen. We'll talk about that later, but. I was pretty much solo like I I mean yeah sure like I knew people I said hi to people I was cool with people I don't think that I I mean I wasn't popular I say I was nominated prom queen one homecoming princess belly danced for like three years from my school so people kind of had an idea of who I was but I would not dare to say I was popular but when I graduated high school I dead as had like maybe three friends and all of those friends like kind of went their own ways like granted we always kept in touch but I was like alone. And you know, when you work in the restaurant industry, like your friends range from all different ages. And especially being as young as I was at the time, everybody at the restaurant was way older than me, like 25 up, 23 up. So I didn't really hang out with many people. So it was kind of hard for me to like separate what I was going through by hanging with a friend, because my only friend really was my boyfriend. And that shit was so draining. So I ended up falling into a heavy depression. There were times where I wouldn't even go to class. Um, I would like go to campus and just sit in my car and then drive back home. Like, I couldn't even bring myself to go inside of the building. Or, like, I would show up to class looking like shit. And, like, I remember I would notice, like, other students notice me. Like, kind of look at me crazy. Because it would look like I would just roll out of bed. But, like, I couldn't do anything. Like, I would show up to class not even being able to submit any assignments. It was terrible. And I remember that's when like my sister was like, you know, if you're not at a good place, that's the beauty of college. Like you could just withdraw, you have time, get better, focus on yourself. And then, you know, you'll, you know, you'll go back to school by the following semester. So I took the time off. Um, and by the following semester, I re registered for classes, practically the same ones I had already from withdrew from, But the problem was that like, sure, I got better, but at this point I wasn't as focused because I think that now knowing like the flexibility of college was, you know, like being able to withdraw and not having to show up to class all the time, I guess like that's when I really started to lose the motivation and other things became a priority. But what's ironic is that although I was taking these classes and I wasn't as focused, in my mind, I was like, no, I am going to finish school because this is what I have to do. So I will go through the semester barely passing any of my classes. And for the classes I would fail, I would just retake them the following semester. So there came a point where I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, you know, if you're not even going to focus in your classes, you're better off just saving the money and just taking the time off and just doing whatever you want. And then when you're ready to go back to school, you go back to school. Instead of like taking these classes, you're half-assing, not passing, and having to retake them the following semester. Like at this point, you're just wasting time and money. But at the time, I was like, no, like I don't want to wait. You know, I don't want to waste time. I want to get this over with. I'm trying to go to the bigger university because the community college I went to if you completed your AA degree through this community college, you get an automatic transfer to a bigger university. So at the time, I was grateful to be going to Valencia College. But at the same time, it didn't feel like I was really getting my college experience, because it was a community college and not like a bigger university. So I started to play it in my mind that I wouldn't take this seriously until I get into the university, which is such a dumb mindset. Because Obviously, Valencia College would have been like an easier process. The classes are only twice a week. The classes are much shorter. The workload is still there. Don't get me wrong. Like I had classes that were really hard, but they weren't as demanding as going to a bigger university. But in my mind, I was like, well, I don't care about half-assing this because it's not going to count until I get into the bigger university. But what's funny is like, obviously, it does count because it took me three years to complete a degree that would only normally take a person two years. So after like this constant trial and error, I finally completed my AA after three years. And mind you, this is from me failing my classes, retaking them, taking a semester off, only taking two classes the following semester, taking one class. Like it was just, that's how I was. I finally like quote, quote, graduated. I didn't walk. I ended up getting my uh, a degree mailed to me, but I have it framed because, you know, it's still an accomplishment, but I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to UCF, which is the bigger university in Orlando. And I was like, okay, cool. Like this is, this is now it's going to really count. Right. So I get into UCF and it's such a massive school. And I remember going through the orientation and like the person, I forgot what you would call them, but the person that was kind of like hosting the orientation was like, you know, if you're coming from a smaller institution, like a community college, um, it is very common to get a culture shock and end up failing your first semester. Statistically, it's bound to happen because you're not used to the adjustment. And I remember thinking like, this is BS. Like I'm going to be fine. I'm going to thrive. Everything's going to work itself out. I'm ready. I'm here. I'm ready to get this bachelor's degree. I'm tired of serving. I'm tired of working for tips. Like I'm ready. So my major was going to be finance. It was something that I actually has set my mind on ever since I was in high school. But this is where it gets kind of complicated. When I was a student at Valencia College or going to a community college, you have to take your general classes, you know, like your English, your math, your language, if you didn't take it in high school, which I didn't, your economics, your sociology classes, elective, whatever. Valencia College requires every student to take at least four electives. Now, if you were to transfer from a community college into a bigger institution, And let's say you want to go like for my, for example, for me, I wanted to get into the College of Business. In order to get into the College of Business at UCF, you need to take four requirement, like you have to take four requirement classes, which is like accounting one, accounting two, business marketing. And then um, I think it was like statistics. It's like one of the, like one of those four or all four of those classes. Now, when I was a student at Valencia College, I found a study abroad program that was going off to Italy and I remember within those I was able to take a class studying abroad and use them as electives. So the classes that I should have taken to get into to the classes I should have taken for the prerequisites to get into the college of business I ended up using to uh, to do the study abroad program which I don't regret studying abroad to Italy was literally the time of my life. I'm still debating if I should like talk about that. Like in an episode, I kind of dedicate my whole experience to that. But oh my God, it was the best time of my life. I still talk about that, like as if it happened last summer. Mind you, this happened in like 2013. Like it's crazy. So when I got into UCF, I was like, all right, like I'm ready to take these classes. And the advisor was like, yeah, you never took those prerequisite classes that you should have taken. So now you're required to take them at UCF before you get into the College of Business. So this is the part that's really shitty. Because these prerequisite classes are very common in a lot of different majors at the university, these classes are huge, are are fucking huge. So like, for example, my accounting class held 300 students. My statistics class held 250. My marketing class held 300 students. Like these classes were in auditoriums. Keep in mind, I need to search. You know what? We're going to do a little research. Normally, I would pause and have this information ready, but I keep recording and re-recording and I'm tired of doing that. Hold on. Um, let's see. Top three, top three biggest colleges in USA. Okay, yes. So... Not the top three, but I would say one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. UCF is ranked number six of the biggest colleges in America. Okay. So keep that in mind when I tell you that these prerequisite classes that are mandatory in a lot of the majors that are offered at UCF, our statistics, our marketing, our accounting, those classes, because obviously almost every student at the campus have to take them, hold 300 students like it's fucking huge so when I started my first semester it's crazy like I remember like finding parking was a bitch which is something that's always talked about at UCF but I did not realize how like how aggressive it was like I'm telling you like where I live in Orlando was probably about an hour away from UCF but also keep in mind I lived at home so it still worked out for me financially, but having to make that drive was such a bitch and I would drive an hour, but let's say my class was at one, 12 o'clock. It would be like, I would have to leave my house at like 10, not even like maybe nine 30 to get there by 10 30 to give myself probably like an, like an whole hour just to find parking. And nine times out of 10, the parking that I would find will be like an additional 20 minutes to walk from my car to the class where my class was held. Because the campus also is very big. So yeah, it wasn't fun. And so when I would go to these classes, if I was on time, I was late. So if my class started at 12, by 1157, all of the seats would be filled. So there were times where I would go to my statistics class and literally sit on the floor. But so would other students there. And not for nothing, but like, how do you focus in a class when you're sitting on the fucking floor? And it was like that. I remember my first marketing class, I showed up. There were people standing in the back. Like, how do you, how do you retain this information standing up? Like it's, it's fu- like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's and it's so unrealistic. Like, it was bad. It was terrible. Um, and then, like, let's say you had a question for the professor. Like, by the time the class ended, there was already a line forming in front of the professor to ask a question. And at that point, there were students leaving the class, but then students rushing in to the same room to get the seats that other students were sitting in just so that they had a seat to reserve before the next class would start. Like, and I don't want to sound hypersensitive, but I do have anxiety. I mean, yes, 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 yes. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody, whatever, whatever. Like, I I hate this narrative, but the truth is, yes, I do have anxiety. So, like, being in a class surrounded by all these people... You barely can understand the fucking lesson. You can't ask a question because God forbid you stop the session. All 300 students are fucking looking at you. And then only for you to then wanna ask a question to the professor but you can't because now there's a huge ass line and now you could barely move because you have a ton of students leaving the class and a ton of students coming in to take your seat. Like it's it's crazy. So the bitch that did the orientation for like in the beginning of the semester was right. Your girl did get a culture shock and I ended up practically failing all my classes. I withdrew from like one or two and ended up like passing the other two with like a C and a D. So I was already like after that first semester, I was already on academic probation. So when I registered for classes for the following semester, I remember the advisor was like, you know, you sure you want to You sure you want to register for like three classes? You sure you don't want to do two or just one? I was like, no, I now know what to expect for the following semester. I just have to make sure that I show up to class on time. I need to make sure that I give myself enough time to find parking, to do this, to do that. I need to be more aware of the resources that are offered on campus, like tutoring and things like that. So I felt more like, like I'm ready to take this on at a, with a better approach. So that was the plan following semester, I go to campus. I'm doing my thing. I even like I even um, how do you say uh, I changed my schedule at work. So instead of working like four days or five days, I went down to like three days and like pick up shifts. So if I couldn't work or if I had like, let's say, a random day off, I could pick up a shift if I wanted to. Like I really tried to have like a better approach, like more prepared. Um, But unfortunately, this time was a little bit different. I started to now feel like I would be in these classes. And now, like, after now, like being able to manage it, now I felt like I wasn't smart enough to be in those classes. Like, it's so hard to kind of explain. But for example, I would be in my marketing class, like sitting in my chair, and like I would hear the professor, I would hear what she's saying, she would talk, and I would listen. But my mind would just be at a completely different place. Or, like, let's say I had a class on Tuesday, but I only had like $20 in my bank account. At that moment, I would prioritize my money and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to skip this class and I'm just going to pick up a shift because I really need to make money. But the money that I was making obviously was to spend, but it was also for my bills. I have to admit, maybe I'm making it sound like I was really lazy at this time, but the truth is my bills were very aggressive. I had gotten a new car, so I had a really high car payment. My car insurance was really high. It was over $200 at the time. Um, I was giving my mom rent. Uh, I was. I had my phone bill. I had my light bill. I just, I had bills. I had bills. And I, and I had to pay for a lot of things at once. So when only having $20 in my bank account really started to make me feel like I always needed to make a decision, whether it was do I go to school or do I go to work? Do I pick up a shift or do I study? Do you know what I mean? And to be honest with you, like, yes, I went out, but I didn't party. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I didn't have money. And it's crazy because at the time I worked at the Cheesecake Factory and the location I worked at was always busy. Like we were, I think like number three on the biz bu- or number two in the busiest restaurants out of all of the cheesecake factories in the world. I think number one is like in Hawaii. And I think Puerto Rico, I think it's like number two or number three. Um, But yeah, we were like up there. So we we're, we're always busy. So you would think that I made a lot of money, but I really didn't. Like I would still average like 150, like 100 to 150, which if you're a server, depending where you work, that could either be really good or really shitty. I work at a restaurant right now that if I make 150, I'm fucking pissed. (laughs) Like I'm pissed off. (laughs) Um, I could talk about that sometime, like at another time. Um, but I always felt like I needed to make a decision because I always felt like I needed to prioritize my money. And given that the place where I worked at and because it was so convenient, it was just like, I always felt like I needed to make that kind of decision. So I eventually started to fail again. I wasn't doing as well in school because I was prioritizing work. And then even in those classes that I would be like, you know, in them, I started to feel like, is this even what I want to do? Like, do I even want to study finance? And it sucked because the only reason why I wanted to do finance was because I just wanted to have a stable job that would be able to give me a steady income and like a comfortable like lifestyle. Which is typically why a lot of people go to school anyway, because they want to get a good job so that they can have a good income so that they don't have to worry about financial struggles, obviously. But for me, it just um, it was mainly just to, so that I was so that I could provide but again, I would be in these classes and I would like my mind will go to other places. I would fantasize about traveling. I would fantasize about writing, you know, and there was a moment where I started to feel very lost. Like I was kind of going through like an identity crisis because it was like, damn, like I know that I really wanted to do finance, but I, I cannot, I cannot retain this information. I don't care what this accounting professor has to say, I don't care what I'm learning in this next module in my marketing class. I don't care about computer business and how to make an Excel sheet. Like, I don't care about any of this shit. Like, all I wanted to do was travel and do things and be creative and just be myself. Because in the past, I felt like I didn't do that like even when I took that year off where I didn't go to school all I did was work and I was drained dry by this guy I dated at Valencia College like yes I was in school and I did my thing but again I never took school seriously like I just it was almost like I was on fucking like idle time like like my brain was stagnant the entire time and now I'm in this bigger university and obviously it's more challenging but then I started to re like like, think twice about myself, like, second-guess myself, like, you know, am I not paying attention to this because I don't feel smart enough, or do I not really want to do this because I'm too lazy, do I not want to do this because technically my passions are more into traveling and writing, you know, so... I decided to sort of cut my ties. I was like, you know what? This isn't, this isn't working. I don't want to do this no more. And once again, I ended up withdrawing from a class and I barely passed the other two classes. Now, this is the problem. Your girl ended up, what happened? I ended up getting discharged from UCF completely. So because I was already on academic probation and barely passing my classes for the second semester, UCF pretty much kicked me out. They were like, you're not taking this shit seriously. You're not passing your classes correctly, even after pr- academic probation. So until you're ready to be focused in school and take school seriously, you know, you won't be able to come back. So I remember talking to like an advisor and she was like, you know, you could always get your AA at Valencia College. That's what people tend to do, like their first semester at UCF. But the, the thing is, I already got my AA. So she was like, OK, well, your GPA it's bad, but it's not that bad. She was like, You could take another semester at UCF or at Valencia College. You'd have to pay out of pocket for it, but you could take another class. Um, you could take two more classes at Valencia, um, pass them with A's, and that will bring up your GPA to a reasonable level. And then you could reapply to UCF the following year. You have to wait an entire year with this proof that you've improved in school. And this is like your way of proving to UCF that you are taking classes seriously and that, you know, you really want to do this. Um, and also at the time the uh, <laughs> my second semester, um, this was when I was dating that guy I spoke about on my last episode, the crazy one that slashed my tires and stalked me and harassed me. Yeah. I was dating him at that time too. So that also was a factor into why I didn't succeed in school. So When I finally, like, got discharged from UCF completely, that's when I sort of made a decision with myself. And I was like, okay, Nicole, like, you have to be honest with yourself. What is it that you really want to do? And the truth was what I really wanted to do was travel and write about it. That's when I published my website. I started writing articles. I was traveling a lot. I went to Seattle by myself. I went to Mexico. I kept going. I kept visiting my dad in Dominican Republic. I went to Cuba. I started like going to restaurants and doing my own little reviews on them. I would kind of visit other little towns like St. Augustine. I'd go to Miami, go to Key West, you know, just and just write these articles and talk about my life experiences and things like that. And it was fun and it's still really enjoyable for me. Um, but then I just started to kind of plateau again with that. And it sucked because as much as I loved it, it started to become discouraging because I wasn't really getting the kind of feedback I wanted. Like, yes, people were reading my articles. People would reach out to me and tell me how much they loved my writing and how they could hear my voice. And that was always so like reassuring for me. But the truth was, I didn't really feel like I was gaining anything from it. And I started to really come to a place where I'm like, okay, Nicole, at the end of the day, like serving gives you somewhat of a comfortable lifestyle because I wake up whenever I want. I work nights. I make these great tips. You know, it's easy for me to save money. Ironically, not all the time because since the money is so convenient, it's also easy for me to spend it as much as I make it. And every shift is not the same. There are nights where I make... A lot of money. And then there's some nights where I don't make a lot of money. So it's not consistent pay. And it is a that's an also another like emotionally draining job, because you're constantly being at service of other people. And doing that for 14 hour shifts is very exhausting. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much I had to come to that place. And I think what really hit hard was uh, COVID. And I hate that I have to say it because I feel like COVID is becoming a trigger word for people. But the truth was, after taking a break from school and taking a few years off, and what I mean by few, I mean by a lot. Um, I think the last time I was in school was like 2016, 2017, so almost like three to four years later. um, After COVID, I remember I contemplated a lot. I had a lot of conversations with myself. And I remember just feeling like, wow, like the restaurants closed down. Like now I can't make tips. And all my friends that have went to college that have these jobs, a lot of them, they were just limited to working from home. And that was it. Like, yes, they were still emotionally impacted by the virus and the things that follow. But financial wise, they still had their job. Like they were still needed. They still needed to to work and I've been working since I was 16 years old. And yes, there are times where I don't fucking work and I fantasize of what it would be like to win the lottery. And I would joke around and say, oh, I wish I had a sugar daddy to pay for everything so I didn't have to work, you know? But obviously that's all in with good laughs because I like to work. I mean, yes, I like my days off and I don't like to work like a dog, but I like to work. I like to feel useful. I like to feel needed. So now working, like really, really like, it laid heavy on me. So um, that's when I sort of decided I was like, wow, like I love writing. But clearly this has become more of a hobby than a real job because don't get it twisted. Like I still try to find work as a writer and I only was able to get like maybe two or three gigs. But that was it. I would try to send my articles to like magazines and just say, "Hey, I wrote this article. I don't you don't even have to pay me. Can you just publish it? Like I just wanted recognition." I would try to go to like through Odyssey online. Um there was like another like writing platform where like these writers could publish like publish their articles on the website. Um just for like recognition. Um I would like reach out to that. I would reach out to like bloggers and I remember I even went as far <laughs> as going to like Magazine companies check looking at their roster, like in the because okay, like if you were to open up a cosmopolitan magazine and like look at the index and see like the articles and who was written by, like you could kind of get an idea of like who works at the publish, like the office. I would try to find them on Instagram, hit them through DM, and be like, Hi, just read your article, love your work. Do you know if you could recommend me to a person? Da da da. Just to try to get my way in somehow, and I did it all the time. I would go in indeed, and just apply to so many writing positions. And there were times where I did get interviews, but it would never go any farther than that. And it became very discouraging. And I, I would say, like released my website or published my website or went live. Um, I'd say in 2016. So I've had my website for like four years with articles and yeah, I'm no influencer. <laughs> uh, never got paid for it, really. So going through pandemic, kind of realizing that I wasn't really getting in, gaining anything from being a writer, even though the life that I fantasized having being a writer wasn't really coming to life. I think that's when I started to kind of come to terms with like, okay, Nicole, like, you need to come up with a plan B and what is it? So I wrote a list of goals and one of them have always been to go back to school. Going back to school was something I knew I was going to do eventually. It was just a matter of when I was ready. And so this made kind of definitely like made it made it real for me and I became ready. So right around September or no, right around like the end of summer, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to school. What are my options? And I remember a few months ago, before COVID, I had spoke with an advisor at Valencia College, and she mentioned to me um, other institutions that could be an option for me. Because the truth with UCF was, I did try to reapply even after getting discharged, and I got denied. And the only way you can reapply again is if you have to wait an entire year again, to reapply again. And I didn't want to go back to Valencia College. Clearly UCF wasn't an option anymore. The only other surrounding colleges around Orlando would be like USF or UF, but those colleges are extremely far from Orlando. So I felt like that wasn't an option. So then this advisor recommended Rollins College, which is actually a liberal arts private college in Winter Park, Florida. It's a beautiful campus. it's a smaller college but they have a program that is set up the way that Valencia College was which means it's meant for the working student. So for example, going to UCF when I would apl- when I would register for classes these classes will have like random times. You know, there wasn't a class that was always Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, one class could be Mondays all day. The other class could be Wednesdays and Thursdays. The other class could be Tuesdays from fucking one o'clock to 10 o'clock at night. That's extreme. But they were kind of all over the place. So being a student at UCF meant that I had classes at times, either four days a week or five days a week. But at Valencia College you either had classes Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays, depending on what class you would take. But there was always options for you to create your own schedule because Valencia college, you know, you get more of a bigger demographic than just like the young adult because you have, you know, like the parents, the older generation, the younger generation, the working generation, you know, you just get like a mix of kinds of students. So this specific college offers a program for the working student so after doing my research, although it's a very expensive college, I felt like this was my best bet. So I applied, I got accepted, and I completed my first semester last semester, so for the fall, and I passed all my classes. I took 3 classes, I took like 2 PR classes and a social economics class and I got 2 A or 2 wait, I got 2 Bs and an A. So, you know, your girl's off to a great start. And if you're wondering what I'm majoring in, it is not finance, but is business management. (laughs) So I'm kind of still meeting in the middle of like being in the business finance world because I guess I could go, I could take that to like different outlets. It's pretty broad, yet specific at the same time. So that's just kind of where I'm at now. So now I'm 28 years old. I started my academic journey when I was 19. and yeah pretty much almost 10 years of bouncing around from a community college to a bigger university to now going to a private college, a smaller college. But I am now getting, I am now, now I'm able to achieve like the ultimate goal, which is to finish with my bachelor's degree. I'm no longer putting a timer on it. I think that that's where I was failing a lot was because I always felt like oh, I'm supposed to have my bachelor's degrees by now. Or I, I should have already had it. You know, I mean, I remember when I was 25, um, barely making it through UCF. I remember thinking or seeing on Facebook, like students that were like sophomores when I was a senior were getting like their bachelor's degree. And I'm over here like, wow, I'm nowhere near that. Like I'm barely getting by. Or like where I worked at too, were, like a lot of college students. So like I would hear co- like uh, like some of my coworkers like vent about finals and midterms and projects and saying how stressed out they were. And like Loki was kind of jealous because it's like damn, they're taking school so seriously, and I could barely focus on in class. So you know things like that. And how how ridiculous do I look getting my degree or going back to school or doing one case or the other? Just keep in mind that school is temporarily, you know, I had to go through it the hard way to realize that it took a global pandemic for me to realize that I needed to be more serious about my future. And one step was going back to school and actually being focused on it, instead of just being very like, I don't want to say careless, because I don't think that I was ever careless about going to school. It's just my mindset wasn't there. I wasn't ready, and the times that I still forced myself to be focused on school, it backfired because it just ended up taking me longer to complete it. So here I am, about to be 30 without a degree, but guess what? I'm getting there, I'm getting it done, and that's all that matters now. I remember hearing advice from somebody, I heard it in in a YouTube channel, this girl was talking about how her uncle was venting to her father, saying, oh, I really want to be an engineer, but... I'm 28. And by the time I'm done with school, I'm going to be like 32. And how do I look being 32 going into a career like fresh on when there's like so many other younger kids that are going to be there? And the brother was like, look, you, you know, you're going to turn 32 one way or another, whether you like it or not. Do you want to be 32 with a degree doing what you ultimately want to do with your life? Or do you want to be 32 without the degree still doing what you're doing now? Either way, the result is going to be the same. You're still going to be 32, but you get to determine the narrative, like what you want out of it. And so I've always kept kept that in mind, especially when it came to launching a podcast, even wanting to start a YouTube channel. I love YouTube, always thought about it, but I always use my age as like this like this obstacle, like I can't do it because I'm almost 30 or because I'm in my late 20s, like I'm going to feel ridiculous. So if you ever feel that way too, when it comes to going back to school, or you feel like you're not smart enough, do not, do not, do not allow your brain to go there. Because I used to think that the reason why I didn't succeed at UCF was because I wasn't smart enough for UCF. But the truth was, no, it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough for UCF. It was just two major issues. One, I wasn't ready to focus on the major I was focusing on. What I really wanted to do was write and travel, which is exactly what I ended up doing. And two, UCF was not the right college for me. The way I learned, the way I processed things, the way that I... I, I learn. Yeah. The way I just learn in general, is not like that. I cannot learn statistics on the fucking floor. I cannot learn the fundamentals of computer business standing up in the back of a classroom. Like I, I I can't do that. I cannot start my mornings with a fresh, clear start when I'm literally stressed out, stuck in traffic for almost 45 minutes to an hour trying to find parking. Like it is like, it's ridiculous. Like I honestly like commend people who graduate UCF because I'm just like, how the, how did you do it? I mean, I'm going to take it back a little bit because I had a friend that went to Valencia College, got her AA and got a degree at UCF and she struggled, yes, but she did not experience what I experienced my first semester at UCF because a lot of people will tell me, oh, that's only because those are the prerequisite classes. Once you start taking the classes like in your major, they're much like they're smaller, they're easier. Like you won't have to stress about that. But I don't know, like two semesters in and I got kicked out, you know, so the the, the process and the journey is going to be different for everybody. You just got to do what's right for you and don't compare yourself. Don't hold yourself back because of your age, live your truth, be, do you at the end of the day, just think about the end result. Think about the end goal and that's it. You'll be good. So I just thought that it would be important to talk about that. A lot of people that meet me assume I have a bachelor's degree, which is kind of flattering, but at the same time, it's also far from the truth. So that's why I am almost 30 without a college degree. (laughs) So I hope that in this episode, you found something like relatable to you. It kind of encourages you to reconsider decisions you've probably held back from making because of your age or because you feel like you tried once, you tried twice and it failed. Just know that just be persistent on your goals and it will all work out in the end. I'm still in my academic journey. Anything could change. Anything could happen. I hope that I'm still able to achieve this goal. I think that now I truly will be able to because of the way that my mind is set up now, I think that's also just the beauty of getting older because you just sort of learn how to prioritize what's ultimately important. What was important to me at 21, 22, 23 is definitely no longer, it's not as important as it is to me now at 28 years old. Now that we are at, you know, in the new year, um, my priorities have definitely changed and my mindset is completely different. So I really hope this podcast episode really helped you. I hope that it really helps you reconsider anything that you're going through, especially if you've reconsidered or considered the idea of going back to school. Don't let your age determine that decision. If this is something that you really want to do for yourself, then just go ahead and do it. I stand by that strongly. But thank you so much for listening. I adore you so much. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. Let me know if you want to hear something else. If you have any questions for me, please send them in. I'm open to open criticism, positive, constructive criticism. And for that, I adore you. Thank you so much for listening in and I'll see you next time.